New Heart Church, me and family. How you feeling this morning? Feeling good? Come on. Baptism Sunday, it's going to be incredible. Has been incredible already. Uh, let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, God, that you have met us here. Father, I pray that every single person in this room, God, would feel your presence in a new and a fresh way. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, if you're here for the very first time, we're so glad that you're here. Come on, give a huge shout out all of our first-time guests. So glad you're here. Welcome to New Heart Church. We, we hope that you find family right here. We hope that you find a place that you can put your roots down. We want to make sure that you uh, not only know somebody's name, but we know your name. And so that's why we talk about uh, these connect cards, filling those out. That's why we talk about growth track. These are things that uh, help us not just have a church that we attend, but a church we actually belong to and a church that is a family for each and every one of us. So uh, it's very uh, important. We don't, we don't just want a bunch of people to come in here and we don't know their name. That's not what our church is about. And so uh, if you have somebody who's asking your name or wanting to uh, talk to you, don't get freaked out and run out the door. That's, that's our church. And so we're so glad uh, and, and so excited about today. Um, we're talking about Baptism Sunday, and I'm going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Um, but if you would, uh, turn to Judges chapter 6. We're going to get there in just a second. Um, this weekend, I don't know how many, um, uh, if you like sports, uh, just bear, if, if you like sports, you'll like this. If you don't, just bear with me. Um, this weekend uh, was the NFL draft, and I was, uh, I always like watching it, not just because I love football, but um, also because of the stories um, there's so many impactful stories and things you get to hear, and, and so it's just a neat thing um, that uh, I like to watch. And so there's this one guy, um, his name was Jalen Carter, and he was supposed to be, uh, a lot of people touted him as the best prospect in the whole draft. And, and so some people are saying he's going to be drafted number one, and da 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 Well, he, um, he got into some off-the-field issues, and, um, and so that started like, People started saying, oh, I don't, we don't want to mess with that, or teams didn't want to draft him because of that. Also, he, uh, when he came for his workout, uh, he didn't do as good as he should have. He wasn't in the best condition. And, and so then other teams were starting to, like, talk about, well, maybe he doesn't really care about football as much as we'd want him to, so we're not going to draft him. And there was just a lot of negativity about him. And so uh, he was one of the main stories in the first round of the draft. And so I was watching this, and, and uh, he got drafted, not number one, but number nine. And the Philadelphia Eagles drafted him. And when they drafted him, the camera's right on him. And he's just bawling, just crying. And he's walking through, he can't even hold his emotions. He's walking up to the podium, and, uh, and you know, this, his whole life changed. And, and, and my thought was, what a huge shift of life for this kid. He's 20 years old, and everybody in the world is ripping him apart. Right? Everybody's just, just going after him. And then in a moment, one team that was a, is a really incredible team, says, we believe in you. 
And you could see the weight come off his shoulders. And my thought was way past the draft. I was actually thinking the power of belief in people. And and especially when we live in a world that is so easily uh, easily going to a mode where let me critique you, let me tear you down, let me rip apart your life, let me show you where you're missing it. We live in a world that doesn't even know what encouragement is. We don't even, uh, uh, we live in a world where belief is looked at as a crutch or something you give a four-year-old, but you don't give a grown person. We live in a world where belief feels like, what are you trying to get from me? Instead of, I just want to encourage you. And I was looking at this and I was like, man, what, what is going on in our world? To where it feels so natural to tear something down, but it feels so unnatural to build something up. What, 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 what is happening? I, I was driving with my son. I, I take him to school every morning. Uh, sometimes Jess comes with me, sometimes not. And one time it was just me and Watson. We are going to school. And I looked in the back. And I just saw him. And I was just, man, just overcome with like, oh, man, I just love him. And I'm just so thankful I get to do this. And so I looked in the back. Now, this is not every morning, just so you know. Some other mornings I'm driving and I'm like, I'm very glad I get to drop you off right now. <laughs> but um, this was a morning I was just like, oh, this is amazing, this is great, this is all. And I looked back and he was just smiling at me and I said, Watson, I, just, I need you to know I'm so proud of you. You know what his first thought was? Or his first thing back to me was, why, Dad? And I thought about that. I thought, if that's not our world, when you show belief in somebody, they say, why? They want want evidence. They they want you to prove why. Because it's so unnatural to hear somebody say, you're great. You're doing a great job. Oh, man, I I love where you're at right now. I I want to highlight something in your life that is just really impressive. This is unnatural to some people, or actually a lot of people in our world. And as I was thinking through that, I was thinking, why? Why do we push this aside so easily? And, and And it works, I mean, just dovetails into what we're talking about this morning. I was reading through Judges chapter 6 when we're talking about Gideon. And, and, and God is calling Gideon to be a leader. And he gets to verse 14. He's trying, God is trying to get Gideon to have his head up. And to see himself as a leader. And then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I'm the least in my entire family. And the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. So Gideon is is actually not fighting the Midianites right now. He's actually fighting God. 
And he's fighting God because God is saying, you're the man. And Gideon is saying, I am not. And this is not just about Gideon being the man. God could be saying that to you. Say, you are the woman. And you would say, I am not. You are the God. No, I am not. And Gideon came back, and this is very interesting. He says, I am the weakest. In the tribe of Manasseh, let me talk to you a little bit about this idea of Manasseh because your environment shapes more than you think. Your environment shapes more than you think. The things around you shape you more than you think. And let me talk to you about this idea of Manasseh, his tribe, his family. There were 12 tribes in Israel. And they were all named for this 12 sons, Jacob. One of the tribes named was Manasseh. And it's interesting that Gideon was a part of Manasseh. Let me read this. Let me, let me read a little bit about Manasseh, Genesis chapter 14. Just go with me just for a second. Because this was fascinating to me. Genesis chapter 48, verse 12. Joseph is moving his boys to be blessed by their grandfather, Jacob. These boys, were gonna, their names are going to be the 12 tribes of Israel. Because Joseph's name was going to be Israel. Anyway, uh, okay. Joseph moved the boys who were at their grandfather's knees, Jacob. And he bowed with his face to the ground. See, Jacob was so old he couldn't even see. But Joseph wanted his boys to be blessed. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob, and with the right, with his right hand, he directed Ephraim towards Jacob's left hand. And with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. Now, if you understood what was about to happen, if you got prayed for and got blessed by the patriarch of the family, and if you got the right hand put on you, that meant the blessing that was on the patriarch was now going to fall on you. It was a huge deal. And so look at this. It said, he put Manasseh right over the right hand. But Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boy's heads. He put his right hand on the head of Ephraim, though he was a younger boy, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, though he was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom your grandfather Abraham, my father Isaac, walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life, this very day, this is the blessing, the angel has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. But Joseph was upset when he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head. So Joseph lifted it to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Know my father, he said. This one, Manasseh, he's the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. Look at this. But his father refused. I know, my son, I know, he replied. Manasseh will also become a great people, but his younger brother will become even greater. And his descendants will become a multitude, multitude of nations. So Jacob blessed the boys that day with his blessing. 
And the people of Israel will use your names. When they give a, a blessing, they will say, may God t- make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. And this way Jacob put, look at this, Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. The reason that this is so important is because I think as I was reading this, this is my opinion, this is not scripture, but I think Manasseh took it from that moment, I'm the lesser. I'm the one who wasn't picked. And started wearing that in his life. And then his descendants, see your environment shapes more than you think. So then his his kids started taking that chip on their shoulder. Oh, we're the ones that didn't get picked. We're the ones who are lesser. We're the ones who should have been in line, but we got pushed aside. And then they had kids, and those kids started thinking, well, we're part of the Manasseh group. I mean, there's no way that we're going to ever get in front. See, that's more for other tribes, but that's not for our tribe. And then those kids had kids. Seven generations of kids kept coming down until they got to Gideon. 714 years of people saying, we're not it. We're not the ones. We're not the people. We're not the tribe. Don't look at us. We're the ones that God actually pushes to the back. We're the ones that actually should have been in front, but we weren't in front. And 714 years of that kind of environment now produced what? It produced a Gideon person who woke up when God looked at him and said, you're the man, said, no way I am the man. No way I'm that person. You don't understand where I came from. I'm the one that never gets picked. I'm the one that gets pushed to the side. I'm the one that prayers never get answered. I'm the one that's always in the back. God, you don't know what you're talking about. And your environment has shaped you. And I'm telling you, there are things in your life that you're pushing aside right now that God is looking and saying, you're the man, you're the woman, and you're pushing it aside because somebody told you you're not. Somebody told you you couldn't do it. Somebody told you you weren't worth enough. Somebody told you that's not for you. Somebody told you that's not your family. Somebody told you that's not your growing up. Somebody told you you couldn't do it. And God looks at you and says, you're scared. Because of your environment, you say, no, I can't. I can't do it. Can't be that person. 700 years of Gideon hearing, you're Manasseh. You can't be a part of that. So we we live in this world that's so used to ripping you apart, that's so used to tearing you down, that's so used to letting you live in an environment that doesn't help you. Because whatever you take in over time will take over. And some of you have heard growing up, and you never were encouraged by your parents. And you were always told what you were wrong with, and not what you were right. You were always told where you didn't measure up. Not that I'm so proud of you. 
Some of you, that is so foreign to you that you can't say it to your kids because it was never said to you. The conversations that you have are about how they've messed up and never how you're proud of them. Why? Because nobody ever said that to you. And so when God comes to you and say, I'm so proud of you, you're the person, you're the man for the job, you're the woman for the job, you're, you're the wife for the job, you're the husband for the job, you're, you are the mom for the job, you're the dad, and God comes to bring that belief that he has in you and you push it aside. Because all you know is an environment of negativity. All you know is an environment of discounting. All we know is we lived in an environment of critiquing for too long. And too many of us are too used to trolls on social media instead of God's belief in us. And we walk around with heads held down because of some stupid person saying one dumb thing instead of what God says about you and what God says about me. And we let that get into our spirit. I'm telling you, this is what Gideon's problem was. He had 700 years of people saying, no, 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 that's not you. Sit down, be quiet. You're not that person. And God says, I'm going to erase all of that right now. I'm, I'm going to step into that right now because that is not Gideon who I've called you to be. And that is not what our church is called to be. So if you're looking for a church that's going to tell you how bad you are, get out of this one. So, some, no, 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 listen. Some of you are so used to that. You get uncomfortable when you have a church that actually talks about believing in you. And you're like, oh, what are you trying to get from me? Nothing. We're trying to put something in you that should have been in you from the beginning. But for some jacked up reason, you've been living in this wrong uh, hell-filled idea that you are less than and that God says you're more than and you're going to look at me and say I'm trying to get something from you when all I'm trying to do is tell you what God says already. Because you've lived in a world too long that is so used to if you rip me, you're telling me the truth. But if you tell me something about what I'm doing good, you're trying to butter me up. How jacked up is that? When God says to Gideon, you're the man, you're the one. No, 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 no. If this is not our world, I don't know what is. When God comes to you and say, you are this and you're going to do that. No, 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 I'm, I'm not. This is, this is what the Bible says, so you know I'm not making this up. First Thessalonians 5.11 says this. It says, so encourage each other. Build each other up. Oh, no, that's, is that in the Bible? Yeah. 
That's in the Bible. That's what you're supposed to do. So encourage each other. Build each other up. Just as you, he, listen, God's like you're already doing. Some of us are like, uh-uh, yeah. <laughs> like assuming that we're already doing, mm-hmm, yeah, I am doing that. Mm-hmm. Instead of every time that we see something, we're, the, our first thought is what's wrong with it. Right, we see, see something online, what's wrong with it? Can I, can I tell you, this, this is a disease even our city. We see churches all around the city. And we got church after church ripping up another church for what they're doing or how they're leading or what pastor's saying what or who. To, shut up. I know no pastor, pastor's perfect. I know no church is perfect. Our church isn't perfect. I can tell you that because we've had many people that have told me that. (laughs) But it's not about, this is not how God envisioned his church to rip other churches so we can be better. That is not how you do this thing. We pray for churches in Tulsa. We pray that they get better. We clap when they're growing because that means the The kingdom of God is growing. Just because somebody else is doing something great doesn't mean it can't happen in your life too. But you know what, church? Let's just be like everybody else and rip everything we don't know. I mean, stop. We got to be different. So our church is going to be different as much as we can. We're going to believe and believe and not only believe the best in people, but we're going to build them up. We're going to encourage them. I love the scripture, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Look at this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but... Encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Uh, there's, there's too many of us that are too used to. Let's just make it negative. And if you make it negative, I don't know where this, like, where this comes from. That if, if you're negative, they're people are being real. You know what I'm talking about? Like when somebody's ripping something, I'm just going to keep it real. You're not keeping it real. You're keeping it real mean. That's it. I don't don't care what you did. No, 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 no. This is not making you smarter than everybody else because you can tear something down. This This is not what God has asked us to do. You know what? God's going to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. He doesn't need your help. Oh, let me just jump on and tell him what's up. God's got it. So why don't you zip it and encourage somebody? Oh, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Listen, this is our church. If you don't like this, that's okay. That's why we have a wonderful assortment of churches in Tulsa. 
Go find one of those that God has called you to be. But in this church, we are an encouraging church. And we believe the best in people. And we're not going to sit there and rip down everybody else's faults. Because God doesn't do that to me, so I'm not going to do that to somebody else. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in step with my God, and I'm going to believe the best. Even when Gideon says, no, nah, no, nah, that's not me. God looks at Gideon and says, yes, it is. You're the one that I've chosen. See, you, over time, when you start hearing these things, if you're not it, you're not the one. God doesn't look at you as the one to do it. Maybe you've heard that from parents. Maybe you've heard that from teachers. Maybe you've heard that from other people in your family. Maybe you've heard that from a coach. Maybe you heard that from an adult that was in your life that you thought you looked up to. And whatever reason, they started pouring this poison into your soul that said, you're going to be just like this, and you're going to mess it up just like this. And maybe some of you, I've let that just seep in to your own mind and you have thought well I can't do this and I won't do this and I'm not going to be able to do this and I've missed my window and I just want to let you know first of all God doesn't deal in windows he deals in waves I said this before God doesn't deal in windows he deals in waves and so many of us think that we've missed our window but God doesn't deal in windows Deals in waves. And what do waves do? As one comes up, here comes another one. This is a picture of God's grace for you right now. For some of you who thought you missed it, I want to let you know that God didn't. God, God doesn't look at it and say you missed your window. God looks at you and says, no, I, have de I deal in waves all the time. So the things that you think you've missed, I'm bringing another wave of grace. I'm bringing another wave of opportunity. I'm bringing another wave into your life. I know you think you've missed 10 different windows, but I don't deal in windows. I deal in waves. And so I'm bringing grace to you you again. I'm bringing opportunity to you again. I'm bringing you another and another and another and I don't run out. I will keep bringing a wave after a wave after a wave until sometime you'll catch it. This is how God deals with us. And then in this moment, this is how he's looking at Gideon. And he's saying, I, want, I don't want you to miss this. Just because you lived in the wrong opportunity. Just because you, you, you think that you, you, you've been in this environment too long and it's, and it's stripped you of belief in yourself. I love that I get to live in it. I mean, my wife is my number one encourager. I mean, I, I, I could preach the worst message and get down she'll tell me something good out of it and you don't know what that does when you get to live in that capsule capsule of encouragement and I want to let you know that God is looking at you right now he's looking at me just like he's looking at Gideon and say, I don't care what 700 years have taught you. One word from me erases generations of dysfunction. 
One word from me erases generations of dysfunction. And he, he just starts protecting Gideon. I'm not the best at gardening. And, 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 and both Jess and I, we're, 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 you know, just, that's not our thing. But we like flowers and they look good, but we kill them all the time. Jess, speak for yourself. Okay. You're great at doing it, honey. You're, you're on the journey and you're doing a great job. I am not on the journey. Don't want to be on the journey. But I like how they look. And we used to, we had these, um, I don't know what they're called. They're the big yellow flowers out in the front of our house. And they look pretty. And our neighbors had the same ones. And we're talking to our neighbors and they're like, well, frost is coming tonight. So, you know, cover those. And I was like, what? They're fine. They, they live outside. <laughs> they're good. So to bed. Sure enough, frost came, and uh, and we saw those neighbors. They had it all covered up and everything. And I was like, "That is weird." Okay, and I, I'm not kidding. Like a day and a half later, our flowers looked like we poured poison in them. Like they're all dying and going down. Like I was like, "What?" Is and then you look over to our neighbors, beautiful as ever. Uh, I mean, just, you know, it's like, okay, you know, oh, because one was protected and one was just left out in the environment. This is what encouragement does to you. you it protects you. And some of you are just like, no, they just need to go out there in the world. But that's not what God says to us. And that's not how God treated Gideon. He came to him and said, no, you're the man. I will be with you. You go in the strength you have. That's what he said. Meaning that there's more inside of you than you even know. And can I tell you right now, there's more inside of you than you even know. You're a better wife than you know. You're a better husband than you know. You're a better, come on, you're a better parent than you know. There is stuff inside of you. You are a, a better friend than you know. There, there, there you are, you're going to be and are right now a great student. There, these are things that God is, not, it's just not me. These are things that God would say to you if he was here Right now. But encouraging environment? Some of you need to really let that in. Because you've never been encouraged before. God's never, you, you've never really felt the, the power of God coming to you and saying, go in the strength that you have, I'm sending you. If you would, let's stand to our feet. Um, let me talk to you just for a couple minutes and then we're going to celebrate baptisms. Um, 
one. Some of you have heard some negative things said over your life, maybe even when you were a kid. And so for all your life, you have walked around with a chip on your shoulder said, I'm going to prove them wrong. And I want to let you know that that actually steals the grace and the goodness of God in your life. When you're walking around thinking almost on a revenge thing. If I'm going to show them. Instead of trying to prove yourself to everyone. Just accept that God has already put you in the place that you're trying to prove to everyone else. You don't need, come on, you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. You don't got to prove yourself to your boss, your family members, that person who said that. You don't got to prove yourself to anyone. God already put you there. So just believe it. Why? Because what he said to Gideon. Looked at Gideon and said, go in the strength you have. I'm sending who? You. Not anybody else. I'm sending you. And I, I would say God is looking at you and said, I'm sending you into that job. I'm sending you into that family. I'm sending you into that marriage. I'm sending you into college. I'm sending you into uh, being a better student. I'm sending you into that relationship. I'm sending you into that place. I'm not, not anybody else. I'm sending you. Another thing that I would say, some of us need to create an encouraging environment in our family in our marriage, at our job, right? Some of you are like, you don't know where I work. I would just say, what a beautiful light we could bring where everything else is tearing things down. We build it up. And the last thing I would say is this. Some of us need to stop fighting an encouraging environment. I can't tell you how many times I've said something positive to somebody and they look at me like I slapped them. Stop fighting this. God believes in you. Other people believe in you. They're not trying to get anything from you. They're not trying to butter you up. They're not trying to sell you something. They're not trying to get you just on their team. They're actually telling you the words that God has already said over your life. And so let those things in. Let that encouragement into your life. Stop building a wall over everything that God believes in you. Stop building a wall and saying, I got to prove to myself or to somebody else before I'll even believe what God says about me. Stop building all of those walls and start letting that stuff inside 
because this is what God has called us to be. An encouraging environment. Not a trolling church that's looking to rip everything and everyone at a moment's notice. Come on, because we all need more encouragement. We all need more belief. Our kids need more encouragement. Our kids need more belief. Our jobs need more encouragement. Our jobs need more belief. Our world needs more encouragement. Our world needs more belief. Our, 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 our political system, come on, needs more encouragement and more belief. Nobody ever says anything nice about the government. Right? And some of you are like, they don't deserve it. I'm not saying everything's perfect. But I am saying something's different when somebody comes in and is able to highlight something that's good. That is different in our culture. And our culture needs our churches and the kingdom of God to be different. Not to just act like them. There's more that I want to say, and I can't. I, we got to do some other things. Okay. Can I, can I just talk about baptism for a second? And we have people that are uh, going to get baptized today. And what that means is that they're taking this step. That they're saying, okay, this is an inward decision, but I'm going to make it a public display. This is something that I did inside, but now I'm going public with my faith in Jesus. It is one of the most beautiful things we can do as the body of Christ. And so I, I, I want to say to some of you who maybe haven't made this decision yet, not the inward decision, you've done that, but you've never made that public display and say, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior and my God. And my life is hidden with his. If you've never made that display, listen, we got it all set up for you, just so you know. We already planned for you. Even if you didn't plan for you today, we planned for you. So we got all the we got all the clothes, we all have the stuff, we got all the anything you could think of. I mean, so don't worry about any if you want to do that today, we've got room for you. Come on, church, we've got room for you. And I don't want you to stand there and think, no, this isn't my someday. Come on, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to get, oh, I don't know. This is not, yes, it is. This day is your day. I, I don't want you to think, well, I just, uh, some of you are fighting right now. Oh, should I do this? Yes, you should. And so this is what I want to do. Some of you who are going to get baptized right now, um, some of you are already going to change. If you want to get baptized 
this morning. You haven't signed up, but you want to. This is your moment. Some of your leaders are going right now. This is your moment. I want you to go right now. Come on, give them a huge hand clap. Some of you are walking out right now saying, okay, I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to do it. Come on. We're so proud of you. Even just this morning, I was telling you this after the huddle, we were praying for this morning. Oh, hi. Love you. Great job, by the way. Great job. Um, And we were praying this morning um, for this this morning after huddle, and there was a couple people that were there that were leaders that are serving this morning, and they're like, hey, I've always kind of not done this. I've always had an excuse and a reason why I didn't, and I didn't do this and didn't do this. And it's like, oh, my family's not here. Oh, I can't do this. And she said, today, I'm doing it. I'm getting baptized today. She's like, I'm just going to make the decision. I'm going to do that. They can, we'll, we'll get a video to, for my family so that they can be a part of this moment. And I was just like, you know, you just have to take a stand sometime of like, I've had a change in my life. Yeah. I've had a change. And I'm, we've been praying through the people even this week that have RSVP'd that are going to be baptized today. And I mean, it's just brought us to tears because we know the stories on yeah. the other side yeah. of someone who's walked through a major life change, someone who came through these doors not knowing how much God loved them and actually got saved and is getting baptized this morning. It's like Come these on. stories, awesome. these stories are everything, but we just, like Ben was saying, your story matters. Whatever you walked in here with this morning and you're like, hey, I wanna make a public declaration, I wanna change, something has changed inside of me and I'm gonna actually go public yep. this morning with my faith. We want to make sure that we're able to do that. We have a celebration outside, it's gonna be so much fun. Well, and I was thinking about this, even what we're talking about today with being in an encouraging environment. Some of you desperately need to hear a church behind you. Yeah. As you come out of that water. Wow. Saying that was my old life, this is my new life. Yeah. And you hear a church behind you, yes, clapping and yeah. believing and yelling for you, saying, yeah, we're right there with you. Some of you have never heard that yeah. encouragement before in your life and you need it today. And I was thinking, man, this is what the church is. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, I, I, I love that we actually get to see it in motion, but this is what the church is for each and every one of us. Clapping and believing and yes, you can do it. And yeah, we are so proud of you. And yeah, we are excited about your new life. And yeah, your next days are better than the ones in your past. And yes, God does have a plan in the future for your life. And yes, I know it might have been hard, but that being hard doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. And God has something beautiful in front of you. All of us need to hear the church behind us clapping and saying, yeah, we're with you. That's right. That's what we get to focus on. That's what we get to be a part of. That's what we get to celebrate this morning. That's actually how we have it set up. So just as, just logistically, as you go pick up your kids and you come out, we would love this to be a family moment this yeah. morning. We're going to wait a couple minutes. People are going to get changed. And if you are in this room and you're like, hey, I want to get baptized today, you can go out to the lobby right now. We have a team out there. We've got shorts and a towel and a hair tie and a T-shirt, whatever it is that you need. Um, we have all that stuff for you. But um, as you pick up your kids, this is an amazing moment to get to just hang out yep. for a couple minutes Absolutely. and get to cheer somebody on and get to say, hey, we're with you. You're not alone. Um, our prayer is that we we literally cover every single area around the outside of that tub. So when they get out of the water, there is no face that they can't see. There's no spot that yes. they wouldn't be able to see a face because right. we're a family and we get to support them and get to cheer them on together. It's going to be so special. Absolutely. Right, Hank, let me pray for you. And uh, we're going to we're gonna get out there and we're going to celebrate together. 
uh, and we're going to get real rowdy and loud, and it's going to be awesome for everybody uh, who's getting baptized today. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Father, we thank you for the absolute encouragement that comes from your spirit to each and every one of us. Father, I pray for some right now this morning that need to be encouraged. Father, whatever they're walking through, Father, I pray this morning that, God, they would feel the encouragement that comes from you and that, God, they would actually feel like you're looking right at them and saying, yes, you are, and yes, you can, and I'm with you, and you can take those steps forward. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that each and every one of us would feel that encouragement this morning. God, as we walk out these doors, God, let us be the church that encourages. Let us be the church that has light. God, let us have the be the church that has belief in people. God, I pray that you would help us in every area. God, to be that light. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen.